Hey, welcome to the Barely Joking Podcast. My name is Aaron Figueroa, and we are here with Parth Shori. You know, that was weird. I, I I said it as if, like, you were never here before. I'm like, you're here every episode. Yeah, I don't know. You're you're introducing hosts on our own podcast right now. That's uh, what happens, man. We were supposed to have a guest, but, you know. Yeah. I was in that mode. Out. I was in that mode. So yeah, so Parth, I'm telling you right now, man. Um, I've been trying to find new content to work on. Uh, I've been looking through Twitter. Twitter seems a little bit dry. Uh, like I'm, I've, I'm at that point where I check Twitter, and look for COVID nineteen stuff, news, fun and entertainment, and I scroll and it was just like you're up to date. And I'm like, come on, man, this would never happen if if there was like no quarantine. <laughs> I would never be up to date. There's always more stuff going on in the world. I feel like because of the corona, there isn't anything else happening in the world. So that's why news is slow, right? Like there are no more flights. People aren't traveling anymore. Like politicians aren't doing anything. They aren't meeting each other. The countries aren't holding events and shit like that. So even even like any country planning on going to war is like probably holding out off a bit. They're like, you know what? I don't want my soldiers getting corona. I want those casualty reports to be accurate, right? Uh, I only want people dying from bullets. So, <laughs> yeah. So morbid. So morbid. Yep. I so, you know what? I don't know what what you've been doing lately just to find uh, new material to just drum it up. I social mean, media mostly. Social yeah. media like Twitter, uh, Facebook. I've been watching a lot of shows like on Netflix. Been watching a lot of Family Guy recently for some reason. That's actually giving me ideas. Like they'll do a cutaway or or they'll do an episode on a specific topic, and I'll be like, you know what? I have some ideas about that topic that I want to talk about. So I'll probably you know write the topic down, and when I when I take a break or whatever, I'll probably figure out what I want to talk about. With that I my biggest worry is taking a joke from Family Guy and then doing expanding it and making a bit out of it i feel like that's like (laughs) disingenuous you know it's not really your bit then but uh sometimes there's specific topics where i'm like okay i want to talk about this this topic but not the bit itself well it's okay just just two seconds on your last point i mean even family guy was saying that it's that everything has been done because of the simpsons right so can you really can you really say that that if, if, if they took, like, one cutaway and made, like, that, you know, that 20-second cutaway really funny, that you can expand it for, mm-hmm. like, three minutes. Right. So, I mean, they'll they'll do, like, a, a cutaway or a bit on, like, for example, Indian food or whatever, right? And so they're like, oh, Indian food gives me the shits. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, but that kind of reminds me that, hey, I have a couple of thoughts on Indian food. Right. And I'm Indian myself. So wh- how can I make a joke out of that? So it kind of like puts a topic in my head rather than a bit in my head. So I'm not my bit isn't going to be about Indian food makes you shit. My food, my topic is just going to be Indian food, but the bit will be different. So I'm not saying I'm just saying that it it kind of makes you if you're ever having writer's block about I don't know what I should write about. I just watch it to get a topic in my head, you know, um, especially if it makes me laugh. Like, if it makes me laugh, I'm going to be like, that's a, that made me laugh. I want to know why it made me laugh, and then I'm going to write a bit on it. 
dude, for real. For real. Yep. Yeah, I, I feel like that's, I mean, if you don't just uh, create a joke that's like the exact same joke as what they're trying to do, I think you should be fine because, I mean, like you always can, you, you can get inspired by like a movie and just make fun of that or those characters or that situation, put them in a different time zone, put them in a different environment, situation. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, um, yeah. I do think that you, I think it's safe to pull jokes from TV shows but you do have to do enough differences in order for it to be like your joke. Like you have to make it your, your own. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, I'm not even using it for, it's just topics, you know, like it's cause you're, you're at home all day now during this quarantine and stuff. So you're just like, okay, what should I write about? I have nothing going on in my life right now. I'm just, you know, eating food, exercising and that's it. I have nothing going on. So I'll read a book and pick a character and then write a joke on it or pick a, pick a topic and write that's basically what i'm doing it's like flashcards basically mm-hmm. imagine that like somebody gives you a flashcard with a word and you have to write a bit on it it's kind of like that exercise except i'm just getting it from a tv show you know yeah i feel that i feel that yep yep that's a really good way of uh finding new material but you know like imagine if you're like you're just like oh man this uh this action film has sparked an idea right now that won't be relevant until maybe a year or two years later after we get back to normal you know, after quarantine. I thought about that too. Um, because like, even one of the, the sketches that I wrote that I sent over to you was about like this police chief who's dealing with all of these officers who are like destroying the city, but for the greater good. Like, you know, stopping that terrorist from, you know, doing whatever they're going to be doing to like, um, like the museum or, you know, a high speed chase on the river. Yeah, and, let's uh, let's go over that sketch actually. Things... Okay, yeah. So is was this this, this... Like... Yeah. Was this sketch your first draft though or your second draft? This right here, okay, so I wrote it one time before and then I I wrote a second draft, but this second draft is almost nothing like the first draft. So I always I, I almost feel like it's the first draft. Okay. Like... Because like my first draft was was coming at it from a different angle. My first draft was a police officer talking to his chief, talking about how the perp got away because he was jump, jumping from run, one rooftop to another rooftop. And the chief was just like, why didn't you run after him? And the um, the officer is is pretty much of the stance of, because that's dangerous, chief. Like, what do you expect? Like, that kind of feel. Like, he's expecting for this police officer to do whatever it takes to get um, the person in custody. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, would you say this is, like, a character sketch, though? Because, like, the police chief is... Like, the the police chief is the one basically moving the sketch along, right? Right. Well, that was... Yeah. So, like, the first draft that I had was more of a, of a character sketch. The draft that I sent you is more of a... Um, it's a very gamey sketch, right? And what I mean to say is that this character and the characters around him are all living in this world where this is acceptable to do these outrageous things, but they also need to get punished for it because they're not supposed to do those things. Right. So I'm sorry. I have to I have to explain what the new angle that I'm taking is. And yeah, like, go ahead. Like, give a summary of the sketch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, the sketch 
the sketch is about a police chief who is very angry that his um, that his employees or his officers are doing these outrageous things in order to catch the perp, but he's also very impressed by it. So he's he's kind of like split between two things where he's just like, as a civilian, as a person who respects good police work, like, you know, flying that helicopter into that building was the best thing you could have done, right? And on the other end, it's just like, now I got to clean up your mess. So I'm, I'm, I'm writing that fine line. Yeah, I mean, I think that angle was obvious, but I feel like there's something missing in terms of there can be more, I, and I'm just going with the version you sent me. I think, yeah, what, what you just explained in terms of the angle and what the idea is, that's demonstrated quite clearly, especially in the first two pages. But I feel like by the third page, when you get to, uh, hold on, there's a part where, where, Yeah, where Nancy walks in. I feel like for that third beat, I want Nancy to do something different than follow the game, like a twist at the end, right? Uh, just so the last beat is different. But as far as the beginning of the sketch, I thought the first page was hilarious. Like when the when when the chief goes, hey, you know what? What you did was messed up your bench turn over and then like in the same sentence like in the same next breath he's like he's like bolton one more thing that's one hell of a job bolton <laughs> like i just pictured that being on snl for some reason where sure. like a character just changes in one sentence and everyone's like wait a minute what just happened so that was the first beat right introducing the game and then the second right. beat um are you, so the second beat is him asking for an autograph Right, like he's already upset, right. but then he's asking for an autograph, and you're saying that that right. worked for you. Yeah, that also worked okay. for me. But that no, I just want to say that first the intro though is really great. I just really like where the chief goes bolting one more thing, and there's like a beat. That's one hell of a job because I could see that happening in a TV show, like a like a parody. Like I could I could visually see this scene happening in right. the sketch. Right, right. Um. So I'm I'm curious about your because the first two beats ride, right? First is a handshake mm -hmm. and then there's an autograph. Now people right. are gonna expect that the third beat would be him being like, Oh, you know, whatever. Like you killed hundred and thirty eight people and um and like the officer is just like, Yeah, but you know, I also caught the guy and we have this value information to do X, Y, and Z, right? Like some like some reason why they're doing it, just like Bad Boys too. Um but in this third beat, instead of going in that direction, what I did was I reversed it and uh, the chief was surprised that the officer, Nancy, wasn't willing to do crazy stunts in order to get the job done. I kind of want to make that clear. But for you, you're saying that I lost you at that point? Yeah, only because it seems like... That's something that obviously the chief would say. Okay, this is what I was picturing in my head. When Nancy says that uh, he got away, she's like, he gets angry at, at her too. And he's like, there's only one person who can help us here. It's Randall, right? And then he calls Randall back. 
He's like, Randall, here's your badge and gun. We need you to get back to work, <laughs> right? It's like, uh, yeah. it's like, because okay. cause that's what happens in the movies, right? And the movies is literally like in the middle of the movie, well, when there's like close to the climax or whatever, the high point yeah. of the movie, the, the chief will be like, I need your badge and gun. And the cop's like, fine, fuck you, chief. I'll just do it on my own. And then he goes and like proves the chief wrong. And the chief's like, God damn it, Randall, you did a great job. Here's your badge and gun. I should have trusted you after all, right? So it kind of becomes like a real parody then because you're like, Nancy, like he, he, I agree with the way he's talking to Nancy, right? Where he's like, it's okay, Nancy, like it makes sense. I have to condone it. But there's only one person who even doesn't give a shit about what I think. And that's Randall, right? And then he calls Randall back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the entire parody of a movie happens in like four page sketch. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, no, actually that's, that works for me actually. Um, because that is a really, really funny twist for her to be like, sorry, the guy got away and he's mad and it's just like, I'm, uh, you know, like, I'm glad that you're safe, but, um, get Randall back in here, get, you know, whatever Hector back in here. Just like, we need Mm -hmm. you on the case. And like, this is your badge of gun. Like, yeah, he's like, somebody, he's like, somebody tracked down Randall and it turns out like Randall hasn't even like has barely left the office. He was like, just hanging out like right outside. Like this has happened before. It's like, somebody <laughs> find Randall. We need to find him. I need him in it's my like office immediately. And Randall's like, uh, yeah. And Randall's like actually in a corner of the office, like getting water someplace. He's like, I'm not chief. I didn't even leave. I'm right here. I'm ready to go. All right. Cause like, this has happened before. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Yeah. No, that's, I think that that's a better ending too, because I'm already approaching like five pages over here, you know? Yeah. So, I need to cut it down, try to get into four pages if I can. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's one of the sketches that I got that I worked on. Um, yo, man, do you want to go over the fisherman sketch or do you want to um, go over some of your stuff right now? Yeah, so I have some ideas for... No, let's go over the fisherman sketch. So the fisherman okay. sketch, I really liked your... I don't have it in front of me right now, but... Uh, I really liked your one-liners a mm-hmm. lot. Like, because oh, you, you know just what? gave me a bunch of the jokes, right? Hold That's what you were done? Just hold on for one second, because for for the viewers here, uh, for the listeners, I should say, for the listeners here, just to give you some context, I was having trouble with trying to create the Fisherman sketch, and I liked I liked what, what Parth was, was giving me last week. And I was trying to incorporate that, but I also was trying to figure out how best to do it so instead of just trying to create an entire four pages what i attempted to do is something new is just write things that are funny like jokes that the fisherman would say and then just i don't know in my brain try to figure out where they would go into the scene once i eventually found out the proper you know location environment and context that's it you can go ahead part yeah, I was just, I was like letting you talk so I can find that. Where did you send it to me? Hold up, hold up to you. Hold up, give me one second. There we go. I found it. All right. Yeah, no. So I thought this was great. Uh, Here's a couple of things that I had questions or I get what you're trying to do with the sketch. I like the the jokes. So I'm just going to go with the first of all, the dialogue, right? So 
basically the strategy that you did, which is just writing the things that you would you think would be funny, and they were all all apparently said by the fisherman character, right? Like things like the worst is when the bodies are chopped up. I never know the weight of the body. Uh, I found my first dead body when I was nine years old. It was me and my dad on the river. It was done a deal after that. Ever since then, I just go to the river and find dead bodies. Like it, those are great one-liners, right? The only thing is the overall sketch, though, the way you've set it up, which is like, uh, like it starts up with a view of the swamp, montage of places to see a fisherman, blah blah blah. Uh, I felt like that's still not what I'm viewing in my head, right? And so, uh. And I think we discussed this, that I kind of want to take a stab at kind of writing some jokes into the sketch myself. And so yeah. I I don't want to discuss it too much, especially on this episode, because by next episode, hopefully I have something to contribute myself into this. But I really like where this idea is going, especially with the one-liners, where this would be hilarious for uh, to, to interview this fisherman character and he's saying these things, right? Um, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Only thing is, if we do it the way I'm picturing in my head, which is a complete mockumentary, just interviews, uh, you lose a lot of the action, right? It's not an active sketch anymore. It's literally talking heads. Well, so I, mean, I feel if like we it, if we shoot it, I, I, I think that it would, it would fit in line with the mockumentary style, and it might, it, it wouldn't lose anything. The sketch wouldn't lose anything. I get what you're saying, though. Right. Because uh, how funny is it to? see somebody interview and say all these things like a fisherman character and the side characters who interact with them uh but then not show any any of the actual scenes of the fisherman finding the body himself you know that's because that would make it more active where you hear what the fisherman is saying but you're also seeing on screen him finding the body for the first time too um right right and, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I unless we have it on the page, though. I don't. I don't know yet. Uh, so that's why I don't want to discuss it too much. I just think these one-liners and the strategy that you did—that's actually a really good strategy because you now you know that you can write the rest of your sketch around these funny lines. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I was hoping because I was just—I was having a lot of trouble in figuring out how to keep the sketch going for like four pages, for instance, without it looking stale or feeling stale. And that's kind of like, with this piece in particular, I'm like, is he finding a dead body? Is he just talking about it, right? Who is he going to be finding right. a dead body with? How is he going to be interacting with them? Because at that point, if, if I put him at one crime scene, for instance, he's only going to be having that dead body as, as like the find, unless he just brings if he keeps on leaving screen and coming on with more dead bodies. I just didn't understand. I just didn't know what was the, the best way to do it. So we could talk about this a little bit later after you figure out, Oh, like these jokes would fit in well too. Cause I'm, I'm open to your, uh, to your comments. Right. Yeah. I want to, I want to take a stab at this too. Uh, but I think it's tough. No, so, but uh, like, sometimes like you have a good idea and just trying to write it down on the page. And like, make it so that what everybody else finds funny is the same thing that you just wrote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, cause I feel like this, this sketch is definitely relatable. Everyone's going to know what you're talking about just cause it's a, it's a well-known parody character. Like somebody, 
people will be snapping their fingers by the by the time the first page is over. They'll be like, "Oh shit, I know that. I know that character. Yes, I've seen the seen that fisherman character before." So it's a very relatable. I think people will pick up quickly what you're parroting. Uh, question is how you need to parody it, right? I, I think that's where the difficulty is here. So. Yeah, I feel you. I got you. Um. All right. So, those are the sketches that I brought to the table for for today's read. Um. So let's go over some jokes. You 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 had two, right? Yeah, I have two bits that I'm I'm. Uh, so one's a pretty basic bit. It's just an idea I had where I'm like, I've been sitting, I've been setting masturbation records during this quarantine, right? Yes. And it's just a it's a simple funny joke. It's not. I'm not sure if whether or not it's like something that you would put on Twitter as a joke or whatever, like a one-liner joke, or whether or not it's a bit. Because I feel like if this is like one of those ideas that you just randomly come up with and you're like, yeah, it's a pretty, uh, it's a dirty bit, obviously, right? It's not a clean bit. Right. Uh, and it's a pretty simple setup. I've been setting masturbation records during this quarantine. Kind of relatable also. Should you try to make it into a bit? Is this a joke that's worth spending your energy on? Because I don't think it's that creative of a joke no, either, it's, right? It's, it's not. It's, it seems like a very... It's B material is what I'm saying. I would say it's B... It's C plus to B minus material, right? This would not be something I would open with. And this is 100% not something I would close with. But this could easily be a nice filler bit, you know, to just get some easy laughs or whatever. Uh, so when I when I saw this piece... Um, sorry, when I saw this piece, the first thing that came to my mind was it's not really at the height of your intelligence. It's not something that has been un, uh, that hasn't been done before, right? right? It's not a new idea, but I still, I still think that there is a place for this type of joke for a certain type of mm -hmm. audience member. And that's like mm -hmm. anybody that would like, uh, that show on Netflix, Big Mouth, Right. Right. Because they mm -hmm. do these types of jokes all the time. They always get away with it. They do it like because like it's a cartoon and it's funny. And I think that the best setting for this type of a joke would be like a like a bit where like you can see like maybe a score going up to like, you know, like whatever, like nine thousand five hundred and someone else is beating that score and it's almost like a video game. Um it just I think that it just needs to be a little bit more visual in order for me right. to, to... Yeah, that's true. Be like, this is well, no, so again, I this is a bit that I would not do generally. But the reason I'm taking a stab at it is because of that last word, quarantine. Because I feel like after quarantine, this is going to be like... Like porn, masturbation, and quarantine are going to go hand in hand for every single male co comic. Okay, every male comic is going to attempt it. I know that for a fact. Right. And uh, even female comics, every, fuck it, I, every comic is going to do it. I just feel like male comics are more likely to talk about like masturbation generally on stage. But uh, I think every comic is going to try to do a bit with these two topics, quarantine and masturbation and porn. And uh, I want to try to take a stab at it just because the premise is so simple and basic. But at the same time, can you make it go in a really unique angle? Right. Uh, I think yeah. that's the exercise yeah. here. Right. Like yeah. the way you're talking about how being able to see the score and stuff. Yeah. That that's like on uh, using a sketch, 
or a cartoon TV show or whatever. But what if like you were just doing this as a stand-up bit? Where could you take this? All right. I mean, you would have to get um, more than what you have right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's that's just my opinion though on on this piece because it's it ha- it has been done a thousand times, but the only difference now is that it's during quarantine. the quarantine. So right. I'm I'm expecting more before you can earn my laugh. You feel me? Right. I mean, the only twist I was thinking was that I started quarantine thinking I would set like a masturbation record, and during quarantine I found myself. You know, at the end of quarantine, I have stopped masturbating. I don't masturbate anymore. That's what this quarantine made me realize. <laughs> I, become, I right? became a monk. Yeah, I became a monk, right? Uh, like, I can do it without so my hands I, now. Right. And then you, like, weave a story or some some comedy story or a bit that explains how that happened or what this quarantine, how this quarantine affected you through and using something basic like porn or masturbation. I don't know. I think I think there's something there, but not for the obvious reason. I don't know if that makes sense, right? I feel that. There's something, there's, there's something there as an exercise here where you take such a simple premise that's been done before, it's basically hacky and making it uh, new. Where like, when you say it on stage, the audience is like, oh, okay, this, this guy's clearly a hack. But then it goes somewhere else and you're like, wait a minute, this was actually new. This was interesting. Right, exactly. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, because if you, like, just say if you went into your your idea of, like, something, because this happened, something amazing happened in your life or something like that, I still, mm-hmm. even then, would feel like that's walking into sketch territory, but you can still uh, make it happen with stand-up, you know? Right. I Because it reminds me of, like, um, uh, the goggles that uh, Dave Chappelle had where he would he would put on the goggles and then he would see um, what is it that he would see? I forgot that sketch. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I don't remember. He don't bought it from like an Asian about. store. He put it on and then he was able to see like a bunch of stuff and then he returned the glasses. Sorry, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's funny though. All right, so what else you got? What else you got for us? Yeah, and then the second bit was, uh, like, if you go on Reddit and TikTok and all these, uh, and I've heard this in person too, where uh, somebody will be talking about black culture and being woke or whatever, and, uh, like, a black person underneath the post, like, on Reddit or Twitter or something will comment, she's invited to the cookout, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or he's invited to the cookout. Right. Or I've heard it in person too. Damn, yo, he's invited to the cookout. And I'm like, yo, I don't want to go to a cookout. Right. And I want to create a new saying called uh, he's invited to the Indian buffet. Right. Or he's invited to she's invited to Indian buffet for being so woke about Indian people. I think I think every every culture needs their own uh, food event. You know, like do do Spanish people go or Mexican people go? She's invited to the quinceanera or something, or you know, I don't know, I don't know what, what's the what's the what's the so cookout stupid. cookout equivalent to Spanish people or to like Mexican people? Uh, wow, man, you just like was like oh Spanish or Mexican, just pick one, Aaron. I don't, um, I don't know. Well, dude, I, yeah, well, so let me ask you this: Logan, Logan sure. is what, what happened? Quinceanera, okay, I'm. Like, we have our friend Logan, who was supposed to be on this podcast, this episode, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Logan, Logan is Spanish, right? And you're Hispanic, right? So, is it, like, Wait, the Logan's same thing? Spanish. Like, 
I thought he was Spanish. No, man, that's he has a he has a stand up bit about this, where everyone thinks that he's Spanish because of his last name being Romero, but he doesn't. Okay, but say somebody somebody was from Spain, right? Okay, I... say somebody was from Spain. Are they considered Hispanic? Or Hispanic is only like Latin American countries, like Argentina, Chile, uh, Puerto Rico, Mexico. Like, what? What? How does that divide uh, work? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that technically, if someone from Spain was to identify, they would just be like, "I'm Spanish," right? But if you're from like mm-hmm. Latin, if if you're from, wow, that's a really good question because I'm like, I feel like a lot of people I don't from know, right? Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, yeah, Costa Ricans, they all say Hispanic, right? Because because I wanna I wanna make sure that I'm doing this joke correctly, you know? I don't want to be like. I'm, I think I'm not going to use the word Mexican or Spanish. I'm going to use the word Hispanic, right? Yeah, but then after the show, I don't want, like, somebody from Spain coming up and saying, hey, how come you didn't include us, right? Well, so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. And, yeah, I mean, like, people from Spain are Spanish, and and that's that's a fact. But everyone else kind of identifies as he- um, um, Hispanic. Hispanic. Hispanic, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so I mean that's that's the bit though. Basically, like, like this this uh pattern of saying you know you're invited to the cookout by black people. I wanna I want that to spread to other cultures and be like. I actually like the idea. You're invited. I like the idea. Um, you do have to like what you're playing around with right now is like a stereotype, right? So if you're gonna mm-hmm. do a stereotype, you have to do it very well, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But just know mm-hmm. that that it's what that's one of those jokes that. Are, it's going to prey on you having a stereotype in order for you to even understand and get it and be on board, you know? But um, I do think it's funny that, like, that you want to start your own called, like, you know, come to the, like, you're invited to the buffet. I just think it's really mm-hmm. funny just because I'm like. But is it a stereotype, though? If, if, there's if, always if... a Chinese buffet stereotype. That's true. Always. That's true. So whenever I tell you, and like, you know what's so funny too is like, if you go to like Missouri or something and you're just like, we're going to the buffet, they're just like Long John Silver's or whatever, whatever their buffets are. <laughs> KFC. Um, KFC buffet. So like, yeah. For you to be like Indian buffet, that's so specific. And there's like, mm-hmm. you also have to say, there is no cooler way of saying that, by the way. All right. Like there is barbecue and we just say cookout. And that sounds mm-hmm. way cooler than Indian buffet. What about Indian wedding? I oh, really she's in, she yeah. she's invited to the wedding. <laughs> He's invited to the wedding. Right? I don't know. Yeah, because Indian weddings are well known. Everyone knows Indian weddings are bangers. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. I have to. I have to think of something. Yeah. Right. Jewish people like they have the what's it called bar mitzvah. Like he's invited to the mitzvah. You know they can do that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I gotta think of something. Yeah. I want my people to have something too. You know. Just so we imagine can exclude other like, people also. Yeah. If you think about like, it, no. saying saying saying, "Hey, she's invited to the cookout" means everyone else is not invited to the cookout. That's that's a very exclusive invite right there. Right, and I want my people to be exclusive like that too. Imagine it's just like you don't even get like an invitation; you get an invitation to RSVP as long as 
there is capacity. Like that would be even yeah. that would be like the next level to that shit. It's just like, well, seats are limited, but you got the RSVP. We're gonna play right. musical chairs. <laughs> um <laughs> I think that there's something here about it just because like I don't hear about anyone being invited to an Indian buffet. I think you can make that your own. Um right. I just just get get excited about it and just sell it. Sell it to me because no one has to be sold to be invited to the cookout. Like it's an honor to be invited to the cookout. Right. So yeah, I need to come up with something interesting. Yeah. No, but that is really interesting though cuz we all we all want to be down at the cookout. Right. Uh that that and that's that's all I had actually. Those are the two bits I had. The the masturbation joke, obviously, signature signature topic, you know, especially for this podcast, masturbation talking and my, porn. Yo, talking my language, you won't even be making yeah. dick jokes about me. Right. And then uh and yeah, this this other bit. I t- mostly been stand up, honestly. I haven't been coming up with any sketches or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been stand up. So I got one for you over here. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a couple of them, but you just tell me which one is stronger, and you could just shit on me for at least one of these because I know it's coming. Um, all right, so this is a topical joke, and I have two different endings for it. Here we go. Um, as wretches struggle amid pandemic, some landlords are asking for sex. That's outrageous that they weren't asking before. That's number one. The alternative punchline is, as wretches struggle amid pandemic, some landlords are asking for sex. Um, I've been harassing my landlord for months. You mean to tell me all I got to say is I can't pay rent? Yeah, I think I like that altern- alternative punchline just because it kind of implies that uh, you're the tenant who actually wants the sex. Like you have the money, but your landlord landlord's like a hot girl, mm. right? So you're like, who yeah, no, I don't have the money, car. Yeah, like I like whatever. Like Jennifer, I don't have the money, so I guess we have to have sex. That's the only way I can pay you with this dick, right? Uh, I think you should combine it. Actually, I think you should combine the first one and the second one to make it very clear that that it's a bad thing, but you're using it to your advantage. Like, I don't know. It's 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 interesting topic, and there that there can be like a really good twist there. Where you're like, where where the audience might think, when when you say the first punchline, that's outrageous that they weren't asking before, makes it seem like you're a landlord, and you're already abusing that power, right? That like, of course, if I had that power, I would definitely ask my, I wouldn't even ask for money actually. It would straight up say, uh, place available for sex. Like you wouldn't even you would just skip the money step, right? But yeah. then. The second punchline adds a really good twist where you're like, actually, I'm the tenant and I just want to have sex with my landlord because she's hot. Or if it's a guy, it makes it even worse. It's like, I just, it's my only excuse to be gay. It's the only time I'm gay. Okay. All right. I feel that. All right. So not too bad. Not too bad. So do a combination of these two. Might work. Yeah. All right. Um... I was also, these are one of those jokes I was like, is this too insensitive? Because people people are like, taking their landlords up on this deal? Like, how how offensive is this joke, you know? 
Uh, okay, so I got another one. Um, oh, this one is a long one, though. Uh, it says, Tiger King came out on Netflix and showed the path to be famous. Uh, it got me thinking that if I want to be famous, I should probably be working on the cra being the craziest person on the planet. Not making quality comedy material. Um, so, this is my pitch for a Netflix documentary. It's a story where I become a cat psychologist, illegally tape confidential sessions with my cat clients, leak them online, um, you know, have someone sue me over a HIPAA-compliant related issue, romantically get involved with a cat client, and uh, kill myself with catnip. And I call the documentary Cat Calling. I feel like I get what you're trying to do here. Right, it's very obvious where you're like, okay, if you're a create like using the example of Tiger King, if you're a fucking crazy redneck who owns tigers and gets into a legal battle with another crazy person like Carol fucking Baskin, that bitch, uh, you will get you will become successful through a Netflix documentary, right? Mm -hmm. That's and you're saying you want to do something similar because you finally want to get on Netflix. I think right. you need to draw out the parallel, and I feel like. Cat psychologist. So let's just use cat psychologist here, right? Because Tiger King was about a dude who was a tiger tamer, right? Tiger King, literally, it's the name of the documentary. So cat psychologist just doesn't... It has to be like a realistic job that is still that is crazy. That is a real job, right? though. Or continue. Cat psychologist? Yo, I've heard some cat stories, man. Okay, so then what you have to do is you need to spend some time making very clear what a cat psychologist does so you need to so here's the thing you you don't have to persuade people or or i guess you do and and like the netflix documentary the first episode for, of tiger king they do persuade the audience or they try to make people understand that these people are actually in love with these tigers and they use them for money but they also are crazy about these tigers like they're they're one step away from actually fucking the animal, right? So you actually would have to spend some time getting people on board that, uh, yes, cat psychology is a real job in the world. Like I'm telling you guys, it's the next it's the next topic that Netflix is gonna cover in their next documentary, right? And I should be the face of it. Like that should be your angle, right? That's the angle of the bit now, where it's guys, I want to get on Netflix. And I, that means I need to find a crazy ass uh, job or occupation that Netflix will want to create a documentary on. And I, and I think I found it. It's cat psychologist. Right. And then that's your bit. Cause like you have to do two jobs here. Like a cat psychologist sounds like a made up thing uh, to me. And so that's why everything else that you say after it, as, as funny as it is, where like leak the HIPAA information violation get romantically involved with one of my older cat patients and all that doesn't make sense because you haven't got me on board with the occupation gotcha gotcha <clears throat> not on board with yeah that makes sense so i mean <coughs> honestly i would i would either pick another occupation that is believable or is something where the audience is like yeah i've heard of those people that that's and you know, I know they're crazy. They have to be crazy. Like, if somebody tells me in America people have tigers, I'll be like, yeah, the person's fucking crazy, right? But it, I know it's real. So you either pick another occupation or get me on board. Because I'm actually shocked right now. Are you seriously telling me cat psychologists are real? 
Yo, they have them for dogs too, man. They have, they have like people who, uh, and I'm not sure if they make bank, but there's people out there that are just like, oh yeah, let me just talk to your animal and just be like, you know, like oh this and this and this is was hurting them and blah blah blah. Like they just right. know, like they just know, for some reason they just know what's going on with these uh, with these animals. And they actually had a joke about this. Um, I forgot which comedy it was, but I think it had Ben Stiller in it, where something happened to the dog. Oh no, this is something about Mary. There's something about Mary. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh maybe maybe not, but it was like this guy, like hit the dog, and then the dog was upset. And then they're just like, you locked this dog into a closet for 48 hours. And it's just like, how the fuck did you know that? I forgot what, which movie it was. But yeah. I think that might have been like, something about Mary. Yeah, that might have been something about Mary. It's one of those movies. But yeah, but, it's like, right. I've heard this idea before. And it's it sounds super fake. But there was this entire show about like a guy who can... Um, who yeah, can, but like, that's the dog animals. whisper. Yeah, yeah dog whisper. Dog whisper. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say dog whisperer, cat whisperer, right? But the cat thing whisper. is that that isn't considered a crazy occupation, though, right? Because I mean, those people that I mean, they say whisperer, but what they really mean is trainer, right? They really know how to train the animal really well. That's basically it, right? See, I think his name is Caesar or something, who's a dog whisperer. Like South Park did an episode on him too. Like he right. just knows the psychology of animals really well. It's nothing crazy, where. Tiger King was like, this dude knows nothing about tigers. He's like, I like them because they're cool. So I'm going to create a fucking entire zoo around them, right? Uh, So I think actually, now that we've discussed it, I think you shouldn't use cat psychology. You should use a crazier job. You should, Uh yeah, because it kind of makes me think, okay, what do you mean by cat psychologist? And then if you say, oh, somebody who helps cats train or learn and dogs as well whatever then i'm like oh dog whisperer that's a dog trainer that's not a crazy occupation fuck you talking about right uh so yeah i think you need to i don't know i think you need to come up with a different occupation or really really sell this what i'll do is that i'll i'll look over what i have and delete every single word and start from scratch that, that could work. I think that's what you need right here. <laughs> that's what you need right here. That's what it looks like. I think, you know how we start off with tiger? Uh, that's the only word you should leave in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, not, don't even make a reference to Tiger King, please. No, 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 because there's something there. I mean, I'm being honest with you. There's something, the idea is there that to get, the idea is, it has nothing to do with the words you've written, right? The idea, you can you can explain the idea with anything you've written here. The idea is to get on Netflix at this point, you have to be a fucking crazy person and Netflix will do a documentary on you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, exactly. Right now, I, I didn't use any word that you wrote down right here for this bit. I literally explained your bit without the words you've written here. So... Right. That's the idea, and it's clear. It's just I don't know how you can do that. You have to come up with a different example, I guess. Okay, I mean, yeah, I gotta work on it. I feel that. Um, and then I have a, I have a bad joke, right? I know it's bad, but I'll I'll say it anyway. This is another topical joke. Uh, Obama says. Uh, coronavirus has uh, exposed lack of leadership in the United States. He said this right before saying, I told you so to every member of the Republican Party. 
I feel like that's like a Trevor Noah joke, for sure. Yeah, that's a Trevor Noah joke. Do you want to be Trevor Noah or do you want to be John Stewart, my friend? What which what what do you want to be in life? Can I be Hannibal okay. Burris, please? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, honestly, I I I feel like the Daily Show's quality has gone down after John Stewart left. No, no offense to Trevor Noah, but like Trevor Noah is 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 not that good. Honestly, he's you not. You know what I'll good. say? Okay, this is one thing I'll say about it. Uh, Trevor Noah does a good job in his act outs in his. Uh, I, I think that in his performance, I think, is where his strength is. But his writing staff could be maybe better for a lot of his monologue jokes. Um, with with uh, Jon Stewart, I felt like, for me personally, is that the con- like I would watch uh, Jon Stewart because he was making amazing political points. And he, it's almost like he was not even joking. And like a lot of the stuff that he would say is just funny. But because because joking. I feel he's like, like really believe I feel like one of the things about John Stewart was I don't know if you remember this but he used to fucking shit on CNN and Fox right mm-hmm. like there are bits of John Stewart just showing the hypocrisy of CNN right and like he used to go after them and say politically they're fuck they're both bankrupt networks and blah blah whatever and I feel like Trevor Noah just only shits on Fox and I'm just like dude no you're not. <laughs> You're not yeah. you're not doing the That's job of the Daily Show, which is to parody all news, not one point. Like I feel like it's become too political and one sided, and I think right. that's stopping. And also, one other thing, you, I like how you mentioned the writing staff because at the end of the day, despite there being a writing staff, it's always the host who picks the jokes, right? And so, is that true? That sounds I, right. But I, I mean, don't think know. about uh, prob. I mean, then I it has to be right. It has to be. Who's who's picking those jokes? The producer or the director? No. The host is the one saying those jokes. He's going to pick them 100%. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99%. I would... Okay. If somebody tells me or if I find out that it's actually not the host who's picking those jokes, I will be very surprised. Because then you might as well just get an actor. Why do you have a stand-up comedian? Right? Well, I mean... All the people who host, actor, host these get shows. Get out of here. Multifaceted. Yeah, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Just get only an actor. Almost all these people. John Stewart was a stand-up comedian. John Oliver was a stand-up comedian. Trevor Noah, stand-up comedian. Stephen Colbert was improv and sketch. Like all these people were comedians. Might as well just get a good-looking actor and be like, read these lines and do this expression. Word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I I totally get. I um, I 100% agree with your point. That Trevor Noah is very one-sided when Sided, he, right. when he uh, delivers his news. Like you already know that he's gonna shit on Trump. You already know that, right? Yeah, and, uh, and like nobody, John Stewart. Yeah, and John Stewart was like, "I'm gonna shit on everyone equally, just to make you guys realize that every piece of information you get about politics or any of these news sources, take every single bit of it with a pinch of salt, right?" That was John Stewart. John Stewart's like, "Hey, everything is bullshit. Let me tell you why." Right. But also, you should you should listen to it. But also know that it's a lot of it is like bullshit. Where Trevor Noah's like, "Everything is bullshit except for what I'm saying right now. Look at my valid points." And I'm like, "Dude, that's not funny." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I, I think that's what. So yeah, for this episode. Bro. Every time you say do the outro, I have to cut it out from the final episode. Like the final cut. 
I'm like, I have to cut out the part where Aaron says, do the outro, so it seems like a natural transition. Mm. Where I'm just like, yeah, cool, so we're done. And then there's like a two-second break, and then I'm like, hey, guys, thank you for listening to the Barely Joking Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's it. All right, cool. Don't say anything else.